Hi friends, and welcome to this week's episode of the U-Turn Podcast. This is your host, Ashley Stahl. I'm a counterterrorism professional turned career coach, Forbes blogger, speaker, and now author of my own career book that has just released for pre-order on Amazon. You can probably guess the name as it's also called U-Turn, spelled Y-O-U-T-U-R-N. This book is all about getting unstuck, discovering your direction, and designing your dream career. I created the U-Turn podcast and wrote the U-Turn book with this goal of helping you reconnect to who you truly are and upgrading your confidence in work and in love. So if you're looking to get even more clarity beyond the podcast and even the book on where you belong in the workforce or you wanna make a career pivot or just explore your purpose overall, we have a brand new free quiz to help you out with that. Just head on over to ashleystahl.com if you wanna take it. It's A-S-H-L-E-Y-S-T-A-H-L.com for the free quiz. Also, I'm really excited to finally let you know that this episode has been brought to you by Organifi. I have fallen so in love with their smoothie protein, their chocolate, their vanilla, and also their green juice drink. I have both of these products every single day. And after years of declining and dodging sponsorship, because I didn't want to feel sticky promoting something to you, I decided that their products were so good, so transformative for my health and my morning routine that I reached out to them and asked if they wanted to sponsor the U-Turn show. So if you are inspired to upgrade your health during these uncertain times and you want products to add into your routine throughout the day, I just can't recommend them enough. I was able to get you a discount code for 15% off when you check out. All you gotta do is head on over to Organifi.com backslash U-Turn. It's spelled Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com backslash Y-O-U, T-U-R-N. Make sure you enter the code U-Turn at checkout on their website. And now let's dive in to this week's episode. The only thing we can really control is what we put in our bodies. So developing that intimate relationship with what you're eating so that you can express fully who you came here to be. And I think a lot of times people repress who they are. So if we're not expressing, we're repressing. We're getting these relationships where we're repressing each other. What's going on, U-Turn friends? I obviously have been looking at my podcast feed and wondering how I can help everyone with 2020 as a whole, which has been really a doozy to say the least. And also probably a year with many silver linings. And one episode that I've been dying to do is to bring on Drew Canoli, who is the founder of Organifi. You guys have been hearing me talk about how excited I am to have them as our new sponsor for the U-Turn podcast right now. And I just love their products. And I thought it would be really powerful to have a conversation with him about how to up your immunity and superfoods to introduce into your diet and habits so that you can start focusing on getting well during these uncertain times versus being in fear of what's out there in the winds. Um, So Drew Canoli, thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited uh, to be on the show. Yeah, I I was actually like Googling because I have so many friends that talk about what an alien you are in their perception. They're Ah. like, they're like, Drew's an alien from another planet and he's really fun. And so I never heard anything businessy about you. And so I had to start Googling and I saw that you lost 40 pounds, which sounds like something that happened at the beginning of the journey or was that earlier on? 
that so that was 11 years ago when I started oh Make TV and wow. started it with I was running a company. I started a credit and debt settlement company and I really wasn't in love with what I was doing and I could tell because I was just abusing my body. I would mm work 12 to 14 hours a day and then the weekend would come up and then all of a sudden I was binge eating I was drinking alcohol I was staying up till two o'clock at night and I wasn't the epitome of health I wasn't uh really taking care of this vessel this divine creation that we all have call it the human meat suit (laughs) body and I decided to change it all you know I was in an environment hanging around friends that were flying private jets to Vegas and just living the party scene and I had had a enough. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to start my own thing. So I moved to San Diego, California, didn't know anybody. And I just told myself in 90 days, I was get going to get in the best shape of my life, mentally, physically, spiritually, right? I was going to uh, work on all my bodies, the physical body, the auric field, the etheric field, all the fields. And uh, I did it. And I lost 40 pounds. I got in the best shape of my life. And I built up so much willpower, discipline, and motivation that I created a community of around 7 million people. And this was back in the day when YouTube, there was no influencers. I was like the original influencer, one of them. That's incredible. Yeah, 11 years ago. Wow. Well, you know, I want to ask you too, like this idea. So I'm like this. Um, Just the other day, I hired a trainer. And I think part of it was just having you guys sponsor us over at Organifi because I've loved your protein. I love your green juice. And it's just renewed my focus because your your products taste good. And and that's half, yeah, that's half the battle because, you know, there's so many wellness products out there. You you feel like you're sipping chalk and it's quite uninspiring to, to eat that versus like your vanilla protein that tastes like a birthday cake or something like that. So for me, I started using your products and then I hired a trainer and it it was funny because my partner was like, you're doing five days a week. You've gone from, you know, a casual jog twice a week to a trainer five days a week. And it's interesting because I do think there's something to gradual change, but sometimes you just want to cut the shit and, and really make a transformation. So what, what feedback do you have for anybody right now? Who's kind of in those thoughts with their body or their well-being, where they're like, I am trying to introduce some new things. Like, do you recommend going balls to the wall or is that a person by person basis? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I think it's my philosophy is do one thing and do it well until you have that one thing dialed in enough to add something to it. And it doesn't, and what I like to do is do things that are easy to do in the beginning to build discipline, right? So it's easy to drink enough water throughout the day. We just get enough, uh, you know, you get a, a little flask and you carry it around with you and you're getting enough water, you add minerals to it. That's another easy thing to do every single day. And then the feedback mechanism is energy, right? So we're not evaluating our life based on time. We're, we're evaluating it based on energy. We're looking at time as the unfoldment of good. And when we start to look at our life like that, it changes everything. Instead of uh, looking at how much we can do, how much we can get done, we're looking at how much we can we align because in alignment, we start to materialize the things that we really want in our life. Anyway, things start to get easier. The weight starts to fall off. The mental clarity starts to kick on. And we've all had those days when we wake up in a mental fog and by 12, one o'clock, we're still, we don't have it together. We're wondering where our energy is. Our thoughts are slipping. We're just not motivated, right? We just feel like sitting on the couch, binge watching Netflix, uh, whatever the show, you know, people are into or doing TikTok videos all day when we know we should be doing something else. Yeah. So I think one thing 
at a time, you know, in over 90 days, it's amazing what you can actually get done when you, uh, so step-by-step step, it would be water hydration. And then I would work on dialing in my sleep, getting mm-hmm. eight to nine hours of sleep, which is so important for the immune system, right? That's like the biggest hack when it comes to a heart rate variability, when it comes to recovery. So we want to make sure that we're getting enough sleep and then it's adding good nutrition. So organic, whole food, things without a lot of fillers, sugar, dairy, wheat, start to cut those out. That's another thing we can do. And then before you know it, you just have more energy than you've ever had. And you'll mm-hmm. notice when you start to change your biology, your physiology or your psychology shifts accordingly as well. So the bigger changes we make in our body, the bigger changes we're making in the mental realm. No, but like for real, like we, we need our minds. We want our minds to be functional and the better we take care of our body, the less inflammation we have in our body, be it psychological inflammation or inflammation from eating things like gluten, from eating some food intolerances that many people have, like eggs, like like sugar, like artificial sweeteners, like uh, all these 100-calorie snack packs that have like 100 different ingredients in them, things that really pack on inflammation, which then turns into body fat, and then... Uh, you know, that just cascades. And before you know it, you're like I was 40 pounds overweight, you're out of shape and you're looking to to get your energy back. Okay. I have so many questions. Number one, you, you mentioned drinking water and I love that because any low hanging fruit or I guess low hanging water is like a good yeah. thing. And, and you, you mentioned like after you, you're kind of drinking enough water, um, add minerals. So it, what minerals do you add? Do you order something online or what are you loving when you put things in your water? I think it's as simple as adding a good salt. So okay. like a sea salt or a Himalayan salt or uh, some type of electrolyte thing that you can drink as well. I know Organifi Pure has mm-hmm. electrolytes. It's got the Baobab, which is an organic natural electrolyte that you can add to your water as well with a neurofactor that has been shown to increase BDNF, which is brain-derived nootropic factor, which is actually new brain cells by 206%. So adding that to your water for a little more calm focus. That also has lion's mane, which actually helps with uh, creating more of those nerve cells in your brain as well that NGF mm. nerve growth factor. So super, super important stuff to, as we age to start adding in now so that we're not suffering some of the things that we're seeing in our elders now, you know, they're forgetting things and, and it's really uncomfortable if you've ever had anybody in your family that has dementia and knowing that a lot of that could be circumvented by diet and lifestyle choices that we're making now today. Right. Wow. You know, and I also, I, I, because I don't do many episodes on health and, and, um, fitness and stuff like that. I think for a lot of people listening, the idea of putting salt in your water might actually sound quite bizarre. What's the reasoning behind putting Himalayan salt in your water? For me, yeah, so, yeah I've, I've never heard that. Yeah. So salt has trace minerals in it, right? And those trace minerals are like kind of what's stripped from water today. If we're drinking reverse osmosis water, there's literally no minerals in it. If we're, uh, drinking even alkaline water, some of these alkaline machines strip the minerals and the minerals are so, so important for the human body. You know, you got some of the big minerals like magnesium, like potassium, like these things, but also there's a lot of other trace minerals that our body needs. So making sure that we're getting those, a simple way to do that is just by adding a little salt. Uh, one of the things I do in the morning is I'll just grab 32 ounces of water. I'm a 
200 pound guys. So maybe 16 to 20 ounces if you're a little, you know, lighter, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, adding a little apple cider vinegar, which really helps uh, mobilize some of the glycogen or some of the excess sugar that's in the body. And then you add a little sea salt. And then I add a little lemon as well, which helps with phase two liver detoxification. So that helps with autophagy, the clearing of cells in the body that are old, that are no longer serving you. And then it also helps with mental clarity in the brain. And I also add a little cayenne, just a touch, because that helps with circulation. And uh, what I found is the more circulation that I'm creating in my body, the better my brain's working in the morning anyway, the better my lymphatic system's moving and that microglia that's all attached to the lymphatic system of the brain that now they're discovering with the microbiome and whatnot, it's actually really beneficial to optimize overall health. And I start that in the morning. So 32 ounces of warm water with those things added to it really starts the day off right. Okay. So a couple more questions about this for everybody, because I know that after this episode, I love some of the U-turners who literally will DM me and be like, I'm drinking water the way you said it. Would you just do like a little pinch of salt? Like how do people gauge it? Is there a way for them to figure out like apple cider vinegar? I put that in my clay face mask and that thing, like my partner, when he walks past me and I have my little apple cider, (laughs) I can't breathe. So like when I think about putting apple cider vinegar in my water, are you just one of those like diehard nutrition hackers or is it something (laughs) that is palatable, Drew? Because that sounds bananas to me. It's totally palatable. And I don't, don't start with a lot, you know, especially Mm -hmm. if you don't like the taste of it to begin with, but just start Mm -hmm. with a little bit. And then over time, what you're doing is you're training your taste buds. Uh, You're retraining your taste to trim your waist. Yeah, that's a big thing. When we crave broccoli, when we crave kale, when we crave these things that most people would look at and be like, you're one of those superfood nutrition hackers, right? It really, it really helps you crave the food that loves your body back versus your taste buds. And I think uh, especially millennials now where there's so many things that are coming to the market, different snack items that are hundred calories or less, and they're just really sweet and they don't really provide a lot of nutritional value. And the more you're training your taste to prefer things like that, the more you're eating those over and over and over again. So it becomes this vicious cycle of uh, not getting the nutrients that you need, which could eventually turn into all kinds, a whole myriad of different issues. You know, autoimmune disorders are popping up like rampant thyroid issues. Mm -hmm. You really want to make sure that you're being cautious with getting the right nutrients in now. Mm -hmm. Uh, In particular, things that are amazing for the gut and apple cider vinegar is just one of those things. And if you're not into making this concoction every single morning, Organifi Pure actually has uh, ACV in it. It's got the Baobab, like I said. It's got the lion's mane, and it actually tastes really good. So okay, that's cool to know. And and then you know, it's funny. Like I kind of think about when we all were in elementary school, and we got such interesting, consistent advice that wasn't really mindful of the difference amongst our bodies. So what I heard was eight glasses of, you know, eight full glasses of water a day. And when I think about that, I'm like, I'm just going to be peeing all day and filling my water cup all day. Like, how do you uh, decide, like, what is your fitness or nutrition rule when it comes to how much water people really should be having to be A plus water drinkers? Yeah. So I just look at my pee. And it's really easy. If your pee is yellow, then you're probably a little dehydrated. Okay. If you feel dehydrated in your mouth, then you're already, it's too late. Mm. So I'm never thirsty. 
And I literally just, I carry it around with me and I'm always hydrating. I also get an IV once a week. You know, I do niconanamide, 500 mil of, of NAD. I'm also into the whole peptide biohacking thing as well. So, I mean, that's that's a whole nother podcast. I know. I could literally, I feel like I could just go completely in a rabbit hole. And I used to be in a business group with um, Dave from Bulletproof. And I remember feeling myself teetering into like, I could go all the way in on this thing and, and be full on. I, I love what you're saying also about sleep because if it kind of falls in the same camp, like a lot of people say like eight hours a person and, and you kind of echoed that I just got an aura ring and I've been tracking my sleep. Do you track? Yeah, your sleep? Of course. Okay. So I'm, it's interesting. Like it was kind of a breakthrough for me cause I've never, and those of you who are listening, if you haven't heard of an aura ring, it's O U R A and you wear it and it has an app and it basically tells you what your sleep was like, your REM, your deep sleep and your, even your temperature, your body temperature. I put it on drew and it was interesting for me because I never really known if I'm getting a good sleep or not, you know, like obviously waking up feeling good is like a good indicator, but I never really had any snapshot of what the quality of sleep turns out. I am like the prom queen of sleep <laughs> award-winning sleeper. My aura ring is giving me like a 90 with like a crown on it every night. But for people who don't know, are there certain things you do to optimize your sleep or to support yourself in getting quality sleeper? What can we share for everybody as a resource beyond the aura rings? They don't want to buy anything that can help them. Yeah. So the best sleep is started in the morning. So remember that. So the first thing you want to do is just flood your prefrontal cortex, your pineal gland, your amazing mind with as much natural light as possible. So what we're doing here is we're increasing those delicious uh, neurochemicals that we use in the brain to create dopamine, to create serotonin, to create uh, melatonin at night, right? So Sarah wakes you up in the morning, which is serotonin. And Mel tucks you in at night. That's melatonin. <laughs> so when we start in the morning, when we're getting those rays of sun. So one thing that I've been into for the past probably five years is I go out. And this is going to sound really alien. but um, I'm, I'm so ready. <laughs> and I just, I literally stare into the sun for like 15 to 20 minutes. That's amazing. That I, is very alien. Just trying to... <laughs> your charger pad down here on planet earth. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't encourage anybody to do this at home because it does take a little bit of practice to get into this. Um, it's, it is literally a, an ancient uh, yogic practice and you can actually charge yourself by locking out your Mula Bandra, which is your root chakra with the rays of the sun. You can basically feed off it. There's people that live on the planet by doing nothing but charging themselves from the sun. They don't even eat. So it's crazy. Like this is a real, that is amazing. well, you know what? I actually, I heard a lot. Did you, have you ever followed the sleep guy, Drew? Do you, do you know that guy, Bruce? No. Okay. So, uh, our mutual friend, Craig, he was at his house and I was talking to him about quality of sleep and his big thing is like helping, especially entrepreneurs who travel all the time with jet lag and kind yeah. of hacking jet lag. And he talks about how like in the morning, usually if you wake up tired, maybe it's that you had a bad sleep, but other times it's that you're just dehydrated because you have got, given off so much water and moisture throughout the night. So oh. I kind of love how it ties yeah. in, like having a big glass of water. But he also talks about getting some vitamin D right in the morning, like go outside. And he he recommends like getting a little bit of sun and how that sets up your system for a much better day and, and higher energy. 
so I, I find this just really fascinating what you're saying. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and you also talk about organic nutrition and I'm already like bracing myself for all the things you said to cut out because I want to go through these, but organic nutrition, like, can you make sense of that? Because I know a lot of people want to buy organic, but I also know that there's things like the dirty dozen where it's like, make sure you get those organic versus like bananas where the peel kind of protects the banana. Do you have an opinion on that kind of stuff of like certain fruits or vegetables that people should absolutely get organic? Or do you just say, you know what, you need to go across the board. The the losses are too big. Yeah. <clears throat> so I will say this, if you're looking to, and I've directly related this to clients, right? Um, I used to 11 years ago with FitLife TV, I was developing digital products. I created a bunch of online courses and uh, I did that whole thing. But before that, I was traveling into people's homes and I was helping them transform their body. And in, in, uh, as the, what happened, you know, 99% of the time is when they would change their body, when they would start eating organic food, when they would work out every single day, when they would be hydrated, when we'd adjust their sleep, we looked at their DNA, we looked at food allergen panels, is they would see sometimes a four to a, a 6x return in their business in the shortest 90 days. So I know uh, when you're eating higher vibrational food, you are legitimately attracting higher vibrational opportunities, hence more money, more uh, offerings in regards to this 3D world that we live in. So it's just a higher level of thought. You're not putting glyphosate. You're not putting these artificial antibiotics in the soil that are actually jacking your micro gut biome, that are actually sending the signal into your vagus nerve, which is the oldest nerve we have as, as humans which connects all living things. It's the vagal nerve, right? So it's the, and it's literally the thing that vibrates in our chest that is attached to our heart, which regulates sympathetic and parasympathetic, basically your stress and not stress response. I know these words are sounding foreign to some people that are listening to this right now. Well, I'm trying to remember which one is fight or flight. Is it your parasympathetic? People are just locked. Yeah, people are in fight or flight a lot. Mm -hmm. They're in what's called dorsal freeze. So they're frozen. It's like a deer in headlights. If they have trouble making decisions, they go to a restaurant and they look for 25 minutes. Yes. What is that about? It's about uh, just being in a frozen kind of stuck place. There's a lot of trauma in human bodies nowadays that they haven't been able to release. Uh, And that stress we just store in our bodies. So Peter Levine talks about this in his work where there's what's called TRE. And TRE is just basically shaking. So I do a practice of five minutes a day, which actually helps me with sleep as well, which actually helps uh, with my health and well-being and my immunity and everything we're talking about today, where you literally just allow your legs to shake out any trauma that you have in your body. And it's, you don't need a facilitator. You can literally type in TRE on Google and you start doing this. Anybody that's had trauma, I was abused. I was actually tortured for five years of my life. Wow. In the very beginning, like my dad, no, no shit would like put cigarettes out on my forehead, hold my head underneath the water as a three and a four year old boy. And if I came up crying, you'd shove my head back underwater. I mean, this is I was trained like a Navy SEAL, right? So you doing TRE, doing these things, I had to, in order to optimize my health, I had to go above and beyond what the normal person has to do because of the state that I was giving them the very beginning. Wow. Super powerful stuff. Yeah. I, I honestly, I I think about 
food and well-being. And um, I think one sign for me as a personal development person that somebody's kind of living in fight or flight where their, you said sympathetic nervous system is like highly activated, is um, the pace at which they're talking or if they forget to breathe, you know? Um, Sometimes for me as a personal development person, I'm thinking, okay, like their nervous system is overactivated and they're living in fight or flight. So just really good information. And what, what is your take on food sensitivity tests? Because I know for me, my nose will close up. And for, I went to an ENT doctor probably like seven years ago. And he was like, well, 90% of your nose is, is obstructed, like it's inflamed. And he was like, okay, so let me give you like nasal, you know, thingies. And, um, asthmatic inhalers and things like that. When really I just got a food sensitivity test and stopped eating like five things and my nose stopped doing that. So do you recommend a certain test or are there certain lab tests that you love sharing with friends? Yeah. I think my doctor recommended what's called the allele 27 and Mm -hmm. that's a food allergen panel that goes across a hundred different foods. Wow. Same with me. Like I'm the first, the first place I get inflamed is actually my nose as well. So I told you and it's usually dairy. It's usually uh, wheat. It's it's some weird things too that I eat every once in a while, and all of a sudden my nose is plugged up. Do you find that to be the case for you as well, or is there just different yeah. altogether? Yeah, like especially after I um, like if if I have any wine, especially I will not. Yeah, histamines. Yeah. Yeah. So what I do before I drink wine, and this is a hack to help you is I take NAC, which is N-acetylcysteine, and that helps your liver process some of the different things that are in wine. Um, because I mean, if you wanted that, that definitely helps. Oh, that's so interesting. Well, and I also, I don't know if you've heard of this test, but the Viome, V-I-O-M-E, people have told me like, get the Viome test and it goes yeah, through kind yeah. of like your gut. Have you tried that one? Yeah, I've done the Viome. There's also another one I did. Um, it's likened to the Viome. And then there's the Genova stool test. I think Genova is probably the best one. Okay. A little bit more in depth, but it has to be prescribed from a a doc that actually goes through it with you. A naturopath generally or a functional medicine doctor is uh, kind of what I'd recommend. Cool. Okay. And I, I know I've, I've worked with one named Juliana King and she actually went through my test and it was, it was really fascinating to see when I changed my diet a little bit. It was like everything inside of me looks different. So really powerful. And then as far as things to cut out, I have so many questions about this. I always can like retract when uh, people say like cut out sugar. Cause I love sugar and yeah. who does who Yeah. And I also know that I was listening to you on my friend Sahara's podcast and you were talking about how, you know, like you would fill yourself up with all of these foods that didn't really feel good for you but like you were just filling yourself up because you weren't living a life that you had a sense of purpose with yet. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, like what is people's relationship do you think with eating sugar and, and what sugars are something that are, you know, still something friendly that we can use? Yeah. So I think human beings are here to express, right? We're expressions of what we could call spirit, God force, whatever you want to call it. And we all have our own art as the Toltecs would say. So we're artists. And uh, I think when we're not expressing our art, we're not living the sweetness of life. So what we do is the only thing we can really control is what we put in our bodies. So developing that intimate relationship with what you're eating so that you can express fully who you came here to be. And I think a lot of times people repress who they are. So if we're not expressing, we're repressing. 
We get in these relationships where we're repressing each other, right? Mm-hmm. Or somebody, you feel like you're in constant judgment by your significant other or whatever. So you don't really live authentically. You change yourself to be with another person. Mm-hmm. So then we start eating things that are no longer serving us. We feel energy depleted. Maybe we eat in the morning, we crash in the afternoon because what we ate triggers our adrenals or we're drinking too much coffee or we're doing this and we're doing that. And I think the main message here is really, if you're craving sugar so much, number one, where am I getting the sweetness in my life? What am I doing that I used to do as a child that I'm no longer doing anymore? Maybe as simple as dancing every day and just moving your body. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's connecting with a friend that you haven't talked to in a while or something to get more sweetness out of life, doing something new, shaking it up. By the time we're 38 years old, 98% of what we do is actually a program. So we're shifting the program. We're doing something new every single day. We're reminding ourselves to live like children. We're setting alerts. Hey, Siri, remind me to live like a kid at 2 p.m. today, right? Mm -hmm. And then she reminds you or whatever. So it's this constant work to be in such a blissful state that now you no longer need food to give you those bliss chemicals because by the way of you living, you're actually getting them in what you do. Mm. And that's why it's so important with what you do, like helping people choose a life path and that derives such purpose and meaning that they can actually give back to other humans because there's nothing more sweeter than helping another human out. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. we come, when we come from that place, we're no longer craving the brownies or the Texas sheep cake or the carrot cake or whatever it is that you just have to have after dinner. And uh, that simply just fades away because there's just so much more to the reality in which we're living in. Yeah. It just really kind of like puts a, puts a focus on this idea of what nourishment is. And I think when you have fulfillment in your day, it's like, you don't need that fulfillment through the cupcake or whatever, which for me, I really love cupcakes and I call them like snacksidents, which is like me just kind uh-huh. of off the wagon having a little snacksident. But um, when, when people talk about sugar, I think sometimes there's some confusion. Like, does that really mean we need to cut out like fruits, stuff like that? Like, what's your take on that kind of a thing? Because I know with my Organifi protein, like sometimes I'll throw in some berries or stuff like that. How do you approach sugar intake? Yeah, not all sugar is created equal, right? Yeah. Like berries, I mean, come on, there's so many benefits to berries. You get the antioxidants, they're antiviral, you get the vitamin C, the vitamin A. Um, I'm a big fan of berries. What I'm not a fan of is, and and again, this is all based on like, let's look at genetics. Let's look at where you're from, ancestral speaking, right? I'm a big fan of the Weston Price model. Like I'm Northern European. So for me to slam four mangoes and have a banana smoothie after my workout, it's probably not the best thing for Drew to do. Mm -hmm. So I am going to choose to have maybe a cup of berries as my sugar source for the day. And if I'm eating carbs, it's probably going to be tubers. It's going to be something that processes much slower than the quick carbs that we would get from sugar. We'd get from the the white stuff, you know, that the kind of cookies and everything else. Every once in a while, it is a treat. I don't believe in cheats. I believe in treats. Like you know, <laughs> right. a snack, a snack sedan or whatever you said, I think that's cute. And that works. 
Um, and we, we get to reward ourselves, right? We're humans. We love certain types of food. We should have that food. We should not ever take away anything from this human experience, but we should really revel that we're here on the planet and we're living our purpose and we're doing our thing. And if it looks like eating a piece of cake every once in a while, not a big deal. I think uh, where the trap is, is when we get addicted and we can't yeah. live without it. You know, we have to have yeah. time. I, you know, and it's, uh, this also kind of reminds me for anybody listening of like, when you look at your upbringing, usually you tend to gravitate towards the foods that, you know, unless you've gone through some sort of questioning or unraveling with your diet or with your well being, it's like, we just keep eating the same things our mom or our dad had in the house. And sometimes those things aren't very supportive of our day. Um, I know that I actually don't eat dairy. That's one thing I'm fine with, but gluten, I feel like there's been a lot of confusion about because sometimes I'm hearing that some people are fine with gluten and others are not. Do you have an opinion on that for everybody listening? Yeah, I think it depends on the microbiome and the genetics and the ancestral, you know, nature of the person that we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it's okay for people to have gluten and looking Mm -hmm. at their blood tests and everything else, like it doesn't seem to affect them too much. Uh, but it depends also on the source of the gluten and where it's coming from. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of unnatural, artificial places that people are getting it. And who knows, compounded over time. Because people, you may not be allergic to something now, but if you eat enough of it in two years, all of a sudden it's creating a condition in your body that you didn't you know, know that you were going to have. Mm-hmm. So I think there is, it, it's really intuitive. It's really checking in with yourself asking yourself uh, if this is the best thing. And it's listening to that still small voice that's within you mm-hmm. and then allowing that voice to make your food decisions. Because mm. I think sometimes we listen to this diet, this, this thing, diets die, the root word of it. Right. Yeah. So it's like, what's the perfect lifestyle uh, guide nutrition for you. And it's ever evolving. It's ever changing. I mean, I remember back in the day when I first had kimchi, I didn't like the taste of it, but now it's like one of my favorite meals and not meals, but one of my favorite things to add. Right. Mm -hmm. So Over time, we're just consistently evolving. So I don't think there's one thing that's for everybody and one thing that's not. I do think you got to be mindful of, of what some of these things do in your body, like, like sugar, like some of these artificial sweeteners, I think they're excitotoxins in your brain. And uh, based on the research, I think we should try to minimize that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and based on a lot of the people with celiac, a lot of people with gluten intolerances, if it's affecting so many people, uh, but for whatever reason, it's not showing up in your testing and whatnot, maybe you should try to limit it and see how much better you can feel. Right? Yeah. You know, what's so interesting just about this conversation is like in the wellness space, and I'm sure you see this, especially as like a little hacker yourself over there, is you see people that are like, I need to have this special thing and that special thing. And while it would be great for us to add the minerals to our water, like you were saying, Himalayan salt or lemon or or the Organifi Pure product or apple cider vinegar, cayenne, ultimately like real health comes back to the basics. It's like, are you drinking enough water? Are you sleeping? Are you exercising? Is your food whole? And so it's so funny. There's all these like special little things or treats in the wellness space that we can put into our water or into our things. When ultimately, unless we just go back to the basics, we haven't really given ourselves a chance to really evaluate where we're standing. Um, this gets me curious to ask you about fads, like things that you think really work and things that don't, I know juicing was really in for a, a long time and still is. 
and, and sometimes I'm curious, like, isn't that just a lot of sugar for for the body? Um, there, there's a lot of mixed things I hear about how once you juice something, like nutrients get lost. Like, what's your take on fads like juicing or keto diets or intermittent fasting or you know anything like that? Paleo. I would love any thoughts you have on these things. Yeah, I think fads. Um, obviously, they die over time. Mm-hmm. I think what's in uh, at one time can fade out, right? In society, it, it changes over time. But if you look back actually at some of the biggest uh, fads that we've seen over the, the past, let's say, 10 years in dieting, like the paleo diet, the keto diet, juicing, uh, some of these detox cleanse types things that are that are actually our ancient ancestors did the same thing, but it was just called something else. Mm-hmm. So there's really nothing new. There's really nothing like that's revolutionary. But we try to reinvent it over and over and over again and put a different marketing spin on it because that's where the money is, right? So I think for me, it's all about just the basics. I'm not into following trends. I'm not into following even millions of people that are doing one thing because uh, they say it's right for them. I think you are individual. Your biochemistry is different than every single person on this planet. So you should take that into consideration with every single food choice that you're making for you. And mm-hmm. the beauty of that is you'll have more energy, you'll sleep better. Um, and it's good to take information from these certain diets and fads and look at it and go down the rabbit hole here and there because you do want the maximum output in this life. Like I've literally read every single probably diet book there is. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like it's not a diet book for Drew Canoli. Like it's not a the book of Drew Canoli, which is uh, different than your book. Yeah, for exactly. Ashley. So you have to think about it, meditate on it, get quiet, mm-hmm. uh, silence your mind. You know, don't do something just because all your friends are doing it. I think that's probably the worst thing you can do. Uh, if it's right for you, you'll know it. Your body will know it. Pay attention to the way your gut feels when you do eat certain foods. Pay attention to the way you sleep when you eat certain foods, which I do think is important when you're quantifying data. You know, when you're looking at the Aura Ring or the Whoop or the Apple Watch or some of these uh, biometric components that we have, this technology that shows us where we are, it's important not to fall too far down the rabbit hole with that either because that can be you know, you become addicted to tracking data and the quantifiable information. And at the end of the day, it's like, um, that could be stressful for you. Like if, if your aura rings telling you your workout should be 50% today, and then all of a sudden you're letting that ring dictate how you're actually going to perform. That's where mindset comes in. Right. And you talk all about that. Yep. So definitely. And, and I also, I want to ask you about life purpose because I've been going through my own questions around this. And as somebody who has coached hundreds of people one-on-one and thousands in courses online, I still sit with this question of like, do I really, I, I don't know. I feel like there's this social pressure for your purpose in life to be tied to your career. And I'm a little bit of an enthusiast, like our mutual friend, Angie Lee. I have very much some of her like puppy energy, you know, where it's like ready for fun. Yes. And, yeah, and like I have a lot of that. And so I feel deeply like a lot of my life purpose is not in my work. Some of it is, some of it's not. Um, what's your perspective on life purpose as it relates to just feeling well and, and feeling fulfillment? And and how did you go about finding that as somebody who had your credit company and your debt company and, and you kind of moved over to yeah. the wellness space? Like, how did you get that clarity? So at 29, I was like in my Saturn return. And I was like, 
I was shaken up. I'm like, I can't, I no longer is this serving me. I can't do this anymore. And for me, for whatever reason, every probably seven to 10 years of my life, I have one of these uh, big aha moments where it's like things need to change. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the more I uh, travel around this sun, you know, this giant fireball in the sky, the more I realize that I don't really have like this end destination or this end purpose that I once thought I had, right? Like my purpose is to transform a million people's lives. And then it became a billion people's lives once we did that, right? Mm-hmm. So I think now my life purpose is not to think about the end. It's not to be in the future of the life purpose, but to very much be so enamored with the present moment, so totally in it and so looking for the good that's about to unfold that I'm just engrossed in the miracles that are happening in every single situation. And I think when we're so present, you know, Eckhart Tolle writes about the power of now. There's been all these books that have been released about really owning the present moment. And I think the only purpose I have now is to probably inspire, play, have fun, uh, encourage and uplift myself first and foremost, because you can't pour from an empty cup. You got to pour from the saucer that's around it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then help as many people as possible in those individual one by one moments. And that's all I'm in control of. Mm-hmm. And I'm not worried about anything else. I'm not in the future thinking about, you know, Organifi and how the success that we're going to have or the real estate that we're investing in or whatever else. It's like, I am totally here with you. Mm-hmm. If you ever meet me in person, there's a different presence, yeah, different energy to people that are totally tapped in, tuned into that highest version, right? Because I'm, I'm working on a bunch of different levels with every single person that I come in contact with. Mm-hmm. And the big thing is, it's not about me. I think the bigger our purpose is for us, the more we're robbing ourselves of really uh, connecting through the unified field of the oneness that we're all here to share. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the world needs more of. Human right? connection. Yeah, yeah, human connection. I think loneliness is the biggest epidemic we have right now. And it, I, I believe that 11 years ago it was the biggest epidemic. And technology is making it worse and worse on people. You know, what you're saying is so real for me because I think that's what drove me to write the book called U-Turn, which just got out on Amazon now. But also this podcast is the idea of making a U-Turn is reconnecting to yourself because ultimately we can easily say like, go connect with people and you're going to feel nourishment or purpose or creativity or all of these magical things. But I think the missing factor in all of this is that people don't make that U-Turn where they come back to their true selves and form relationships based on who that person is. And maybe that's just that they haven't asked themselves, like, who am I really? And they've been in this autopilot, whether it's through old relationships that might not be a match for where they're at right now, or, or family members who, you know, um, like for example, with me, Drew, I grew up in a family where it really valued bodies in a room, meaning like, let's just get together and be together. But the conversations were never meeting me and all of the thoughts I was having. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't until I made a U-turn and said, and, and I, and I'm not advertising saying no to family gatherings, but you know, every single week we would spend all day Sunday together. And, and I love my family, but I just got to a place where I was like, I need to go be with somebody who can hold the thoughts that I'm having 
and not a therapist, like a friend, you know? Yeah. And, and the more I was able to commit to myself and, um, allow me to be where I was at and get curious about what I valued in life, really valued and what I was really actually interested in and gave myself permission to follow those little breadcrumbs and nudges into doing things that are really interesting to me. The more I got back into my true nature, the more my relationships reflected who I was. And it was through that kind of connection that I felt the sense of purpose that I'm hearing you share. So I almost want to follow up with you on like, how do you choose where you put your energy so that you can feel that sense of connection? Because I love that you're giving me so much presence and talking about that. I also think sometimes people are totally present for things that aren't really for them. You know what I mean? Yes. And I think it's because people are wanderers, right? Yeah. And they're also dreamers and it's good to be a dreamer because you dream and you have this dream, but the dreamer has to eventually when they wake up, become the dream weaver, right? Mm -hmm. When you can just Mm -hmm. simply observe the dream and then you can start to shift the dream. If you've ever been, and I've been a big lucid dreamer since I was like five years old, like every night I, I have lucid dreams and I come back with information and I've traveled all over the place and done crazy stuff. But, uh, when, uh, we wake up from the dream, we can start to choose more effectively what we want to see in the dream. And the dream is life, right? That's the analogy that I'm using. So uh, we set intentions before we go into any experience. And you probably do this too, where it's like, what would I like to experience now with this person? What types of questions do I want to ask or my subconscious, you know, give me questions to ask the, to make it a deeper level of a conversation or upon going into a new, you know, let's say a juice bar or smoothie shop or whatever, what, who can I meet to help with this idea that I've had in my business? So we're constantly working from the field to get a projection that can create a reception that we're looking for in our life experience that we're uh, creating now. So it's, it's about shifting and sorting through all the information that we're getting, but very much sitting as the observer and not being too attached to it, looking at life as if it's a game, because that is the fastest road to heaven or what we would call harmony. Mm-hmm. We live in harmony when we're choosing things and they're just showing up and we're sifting and sorting through the information that we're getting and it's getting better and better in every moment. I think that's the, the big thing. And, and the more you evolve, the more you push yourself to evolve and because you want to help more people, right? It's all attached to a why that makes you cry. It's all attached to your identity. So your identity has to become this overall compelling why that motivates you every single day to get out of bed and do these crazy uh, biohacks that we're talking about or pursue the life of your dreams. I think uh, that can be a real game changer for a lot of people. So it's just looking at life with more purpose and uh, passion totally changed the game for me because I grew up, my mom was a janitor her whole entire life, still is. And my dad's a truck driver, right? Yeah. And I love them. They have the biggest humble hearts on the planet. They're so rich in just love and that heart energy. And I've taken that with me everywhere I go, but they didn't know anything about business. They didn't know anything about finance, right? So those giftings that I've received in business and finance had to come from other mentors, father figures, teachers that I've requested to show up from the field. And time and time again, I'm just stunned by the miracles that unfold because I'm ready to receive it. And I'm setting the intention that it's coming now. 
Time doesn't work in a linear fashion. All space and time points to the one location once we're tuned into the non-reality of physical space and time, which is here in this present moment right now. So I'm calling that in, in every moment. And well, I want to ask, like, what do you do? First of all, I have to ask about your dad. It sounds like you had, you know, the cigarette butts on your face. And now, you know, it seems like there's this peace with him. Did you guys undergo some sort of... So I was adopted. At five years old, I was adopted. Oh, okay. I was like, whoa, what happened here? Yeah. Okay, good. Got it. I was like, there's some disconnect. And then also um, setting intentions. What do you do to set your intention? Because I have played with this and for anybody listening, it is so powerful. And unless you're all in, it doesn't really work as what I've experienced. Um, one thing that I take a lot of pride in drew is like, I'm like somewhere between the sky and the ground. Like I put my feet, you know, like I'm not fully out there, um, like spiritually, but I'm also very curious and I like to play with different energies. So for me, there are occasions where I decide something's going to happen and I've just got an insane amount of willpower behind it. And I'm tuned in to the vibration that I need to be on to make that thing happen. Yeah. But it take, takes a lot for me to get there. Whereas I know some people are just manifesting all the time. Like, is there something that you do that creates a little more grace with that? Definitely my morning rituals, you know, the things I do in the morning to set myself up for success. So waking up, and I, I posted a YouTube video on this recently as well, but it's seven or eight things that I do every single morning that kind of primes the pump, that okay. lets me ready, uh, that locks me in or, or tunes me into a higher vibration, as you would call it. And uh, that's been successful for me. And it's also putting myself in an emotional feeling place of it already being done. I think that's the big secret. It's not uh, thoughts become things. It's actually feelings become things. So I played around with the elementals as well, like changing weather patterns and, and uh, things and studying the Hopi Indian tribes and our ancients that, uh, you know, to get the rain to come in, they would put their hand in the soil and they would feel the soil changing in their mind and they would feel it in their body. And then 20 minutes later, a storm would roll in. Like this is real stuff. And we're all superpowers. We're all so gifted. But because of the indoctrination and the, the learnings and the lessons that we've received from such a uh, archaic learning system. Uh, it takes a lot of those things away from us. Mm -hmm. So I think it's about tuning into the super you, you know, doing the U-turn, turn, <laughs> doing the U-turn into the super you. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's, that's what's happening. So it's just listening to that. It's being mm -hmm. guided by that. Yeah. And a lot of that, I think a lot of that, you know, like one of the biggest distractions is opportunities sometimes. And so I think, a lot of tuning into that super you or making that U-turn is about a getting really honest with yourself about who are you actually, what are you actually into? What do you actually want to talk about? What, yeah. What's stimulating you? And then also kind of saying no to a ton of stuff that really isn't that, which can be really challenging. Cause I think we were just taught to be in this survival mode. So yeah. I just love learning all of this from you. And it's so interesting to me. Like I just am such a believer in the simple things and getting back to the basics of like how to upgrade your water, reminding everybody to drink it, like evaluating your sleep, having organic food. If, if anybody who's listening does any one of these things, cutting out sugar or, you know, questioning with gluten or dairy, it's, it's just, I think it's such a game changer. And then just thinking about purpose in general, um, obviously I'm going to share the promo code for anybody who wants to go to Organifi.com slash U-turn. It's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash U-turn, Y-O-U-T-U-R-N. 
make sure you guys use that code at checkout if you're inspired. I haven't tried your pure product yet. And now I'm just like so excited to try it right away. I've been so into your protein shakes and your, your green juice powder and your protein powder. I mean, is there, is there anything else you would suggest somebody do after this episode or where can they go and find you and keep learning from you? Yeah. So if they, my handle is just Drew cannoli, right? So you guys can go on Instagram, you can go on Facebook, find me there. Um, and also Organifi, you know, we have a lot of amazing products there. I think the, the reason Organifi is so dear to my heart over the past five years is because even in the beginning, we were the first company to infuse Ayurvedic technology, you know, Chinese traditional uh, medicine, these mushrooms, these ancient uh, foods that can really help you uh, as adaptogens, like going in your body, adjusting things that need to be adjusted. Mother Nature is so smart. And she knows exactly what you need. So there's certain foods, superfoods that actually do that, whether it's the red juice, the green juice, the gold is awesome. I know Angie Lee's favorite. She's posting like every day about chocolate gold, yeah, which tastes like a chocolate milkshake. And you're getting the benefits that help you calm and produce more of that relaxing sensation at night if you're in your head a lot. Mm -hmm. So super, super powerful. Um, and you can go to Organifi and get that, you guys. And it is, I, I believe, gold, red, and green are now glyphosate-free. So we got that seal of approval, which is even beyond organic USDA. It is the most uh, premier, highest quality that uh, you can get. And it all started you know, 11 years ago when I gave up um, non-organic food, and it completely changed my life and my mind. I just started to think a lot clearer and I want that for everybody. I love that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to like, I, I'm a very fair weather grocery shopper where like, okay, I can't find the organic. I guess I'll just take this and just this conversation. I think I'm going to upgrade my standards on this one. So thank you so much for being here with me. Yes. Thanks for having me on my friend. I'm excited to uh, connect in person when we come out to LA. Yeah. I can't wait. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the U-Turn Podcast. If any of our guests mention any resource that you're interested in, you can head on over to ashleystall.com and press the podcast tab to see any show notes. It's A-S-H-L-E-Y-S-T-A-H-L.com. On that page, you're also going to see our brand new free quiz, helping you discover which career path you're actually meant for. It's followed by tons of content-packed emails about your personality in the work and of course we just can't thank you enough for your written reviews these reviews mean a lot for our show to keep getting out there so if you ever send me a dm on the gram and i'm so grateful that you have i would love it if you would copy and paste that into the podcast app of your smartphone as a written review it would mean so much for us over here at the show thanks again for being here and i can't wait to connect with you next week